Welcome to the Bethany Covenant Church Sermon Podcast. We are a multi-generational community in Berlin, Connecticut. Our services are held Sundays at 9.30 a.m. And you can find out more about us at www.bethanycovenant.org. Good morning, Bethany family. And what a morning it is. You know, on Friday, all hope had been dashed when he died. But then comes today. Sunday morning, the shocking surprise, the tomb is empty. Jesus Christ, our Lord, is risen. Yes, he is risen indeed. What a morning. And life on earth has never been the same. Because of his resurrection, Jesus has created an opening, a glimpse of light in the darkness, a crack in the door of death. Jesus opens what had always seemed to be closed. In these days, when nearly everything is closed and we're asked to stay home, what Jesus has done and continues to do is in stark contrast. And what he opened is still open. And nothing can shut it. Nothing. Today, let us consider all the things that Jesus opened from last Thursday evening until this morning this Sunday morning of the first Easter. Would you pray with me? Gracious Father, open our minds to see, open our ears to hear, open our minds to understand, open our hearts to believe, open our lives to follow your Son, Jesus, who has opened life for us. May we believe and celebrate in his name. Amen. Just a few days ago on Thursday evening, Jesus commemorated the Passover with his disciples. That evening, he opened a new covenant. We read in Matthew 26, verses 26 through 28. Then Jesus took the cup, gave thanks, and offered it to them, that is, his disciples, saying, drink from it, all of you. This is my blood of the covenant, and some early manuscripts say new covenant, which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. Jesus fulfills the Passover. The original Passover lamb that was sacrificed in Egypt is now the lamb of God that was about to be sacrificed in Jerusalem. The yearly lamb that was sacrificed at every Passover is now Jesus, the permanent sacrifice that we celebrate in Holy Communion. The Passover lamb's blood bought freedom from slavery. The blood of Jesus bought freedom from sin. Jesus' new covenant is a fulfillment of the original covenant. It's an opening for us. Second, on Friday afternoon, Jesus' side was opened. The Passover Sabbath was just a few hours away, and the religious leaders did not want any bodies hanging from crosses during the Sabbath. So the soldiers proceeded to make sure that these three either had died or they would make them dead so they could be removed. It appeared that Jesus had died at this point already. And we read in John's Gospel, one of the soldiers pierced Jesus' side with a spear, bringing a sudden flow of blood and water. John 19. The flow of blood and water revealed that Jesus' heart had been torn already, which is what crucifixion does. 
and that Jesus had indeed died. As I considered this again this year, I was drawn by the Holy Spirit to another moment in the scriptures when a side was opened. Listen to this. The Lord caused the man to fall into a deep sleep, and while he was sleeping, he took one of the man's ribs and closed up the place with flesh. Then the Lord God made a woman from the rib he had taken out of the man. Genesis chapter 2, beginning in verse 21. Out of the side of the man, Adam, God took a rib and made a woman, Eve. He made life. Out of the side of his son, Jesus, flowed the sign of death. And with that death, God made a way for salvation and life for every human being. Paul writes it this way to the church in Corinth. God made who him, excuse me, God made him who had no sin to be sin for us, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. 2 Corinthians 5.21 Peter comes to the same conclusion in his first letter. For Christ died for sins once for all, the righteous for the unrighteous, to bring you to God. 1 Peter 3.18 The opening of Jesus' sight on the cross was truly an opening for us to have life. On Friday, the Holy of Holies was opened. We read in Matthew 27, When Jesus had cried out again in a loud voice, he gave up his spirit. At that moment, the curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. The earth shook and rocks split. In the Old Testament, the books of Exodus, Leviticus, and Numbers, there are scores of references to the curtain of the tabernacle, which was later put in the temple. That curtain hid the Ark of the Covenant and symbolized the presence of God with his chosen people. Only the high priest could enter through that curtain into the Holy of Holies, and then only to offer a sacrifice for the sins of the nations on a specific day. At the moment of Jesus' death, the curtain, now in the temple, is torn. And note, it's from top to bottom as though God himself took hold of the curtain and tore it. This was not vandalism. This was not a statement against the Jewish religion. This was God going public in the sacrifice of his own son, Jesus. There was nothing hidden anymore. There was nothing exclusive anymore. In just a few short years, God would completely open the curtain for all people to enter. All people would be able to experience God's heart, God's holiness, God's salvation. And God's own spirit would dwell within the heart of all who accepted Jesus as his son and followed him as their Lord. This is another opening. This time it's an opening for God, who now himself chooses a new home, a home in the lives of the people who truly believe in and follow him. The Apostle Paul writes about this in his letter to the church at Ephesus. You who once were far away have been brought near through the blood of Christ. For he himself is our peace, who has made the two one and has destroyed the barrier, the dividing wall of hostility. So many openings. And yet we find later that Friday, Jesus is buried in a borrowed and a guarded tomb. And there his body lay. But early on Sunday morning, we read, and we've heard already today 
The women found the stone rolled away from the tomb, but when they entered, they did not find the body of the Lord Jesus, because on Sunday, Jesus' tomb was open. It was just that tomb that was empty. There would be so, if, it, if it was just that the tomb was empty, there would be so much speculation. But the reality was that Jesus was raised to life. The tomb was empty because he was alive, and he was seen again and again. We have the familiar stories of Jesus' encounter with Mary Magdalene, or Jesus walking with two to the town of Emmaus, or Jesus entering the upper room with the disciples later that day in Jerusalem. Listen to what the Apostle Paul writes in this letter to the church in Corinth. What I received I passed on to you as of first importance, that Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures, that he was buried, that he was raised on the third day according to the Scriptures, and that he appeared to Peter and then to the twelve, After that, he appeared to more than 500 of the brothers at the same time, most of whom are still living, though some have fallen asleep. Then he appeared to James, then to all of the apostles. And last of all, he appeared to me also. 1 Corinthians 15, 3 through 8. The guarded tomb of Jesus was opened, and the risen Christ left the grave for good. That is truly an opening for life. But it wasn't just Jesus' tomb that was opened. Other people's tombs were also opened. In Matthew's account, Jesus' crucifixion at the moment of his death, the moment when the temple curtain was torn, we read from Matthew 27. The tombs broke open and the bodies of many holy people who had died were raised to life. They came out of the tombs and after Jesus' resurrection, they went into the holy city and appeared to many people. I don't know what to make of this. And this is just a little bit spooky. But I do notice this. It was holy people who were raised. That is, people who had a genuine, authentic relationship with God. People who truly believed. People who lived in God's will. I also notice that because of the death and later the resurrection of Jesus... We who surrender our lives to him, we who follow him as our Lord, also have the hope of resurrection. Listen to what Paul writes to the church in Philippi. I want to know Christ and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of sharing in his sufferings, becoming like him in his death, and so somehow to attain to the resurrection from the dead. Philippians 3.10 and following. Jesus' resurrection is ours because he opened the door of salvation to all who would believe. Again, another opening. On Sunday and every day thereafter, the door of salvation has been opened. Jesus said in John 10, I tell you the truth, I am the gate for the sheep. Whoever enters through me will be saved. He will come in and go out and find pasture. In the revelation of John, Jesus is recorded as saying this, I have placed before you an open door that no one can shut. Revelation 3, 8. God's desire, his longing is that the whole world be saved. For the last nine weeks, we've considered the character traits of Jesus. And the character trait of Jesus is love, as you can see behind me. And all those other facets of love 
are different ways in which that love is shown. But this show, this show of opening the tomb and giving the hope of resurrection is the greatest example of love in addition to the crucifixion where he paid for our sins. He has placed before us an open door that no one can shut. I declare to you from the scripture, God not only gives an opening, he gives a perpetual opening for life, for a relationship, for eternity. God has opened all the doors necessary for life for us. All the doors except one. The door of my life. God does not open the door of my life. God leaves that door to me to open. God does not open the door of my heart. God leaves that door to me to open. And God does not open the door of my will. God leaves that door to me to open. It's up to me to open the door of my life and my heart and my will to him. He will knock, but he will not open. That's our call. Jesus makes this clear in his own words of the book of Revelation. Here I am, he says, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and eat with him and he with me. Revelation 3.20 Every other door has been opened for us by God and his son Jesus. The question remains, have I opened the door of my life to him? Have you opened the door of your life to him? Pray with me. My Lord, what a glorious morning. You opened all these doors because of your love for us. You are the door through whom we receive life, abundant and eternal. You've only left one door to us, the door of our lives. Are you knocking? Are you knocking on our door today? Would you open your life to Christ today? Perhaps you've never let him in. You could open the door today. And you could say, yes, Jesus, I invite you into my life. Please come in. He will. Perhaps you've not let him in completely. You could open your door all the way today and say, yes, Jesus, I invite you to completely take over every part of my life. Please come in. And he will. And perhaps you've wandered away. You could return to his welcome for your life today and say, yes, Jesus, I'm coming home to you. You've always welcomed me in the past. And now I want to fully welcome you. Please come in. And he will. Welcoming him into your life would truly be a grand, grand opening. Welcome him. He's opened all the other doors for you. God bless you. What a glorious morning.